Hey everyone, this is Kendall from the Recording Lounge Podcast, and on today's episode, we're talking about a topic that none of us really like to talk about, but it's something we've all probably dealt with at some point or another, and that is dealing with computer issues. Now, if you've been doing this for any amount of time, then you've probably had some issues with your computer at some point or another, and it can be really debilitating. It can stop a session in its tracks. It can cause hours and hours of headache trying to solve the issue. And I thought I would give you some tips, uh, some things that I've picked up over the years on dealing with some of these issues, some things to look out for, some things to keep in check to help prevent issues in the future, as well as some diagnostic tips. Whether you're on a Mac or a PC, all of these tips should apply to you. So let's just get into it. Now, in my experience... There are a number of reasons why your computer could be having issues. You know, you could get freezing or locking up or crashes or blue screens or stuff just doesn't work or you're getting weird garbled sounds. I mean, all kinds of different things that could happen in a session. And as computers get more complex, as we have more and more third-party software, aka plugins brought into our session trying to get all these things to play nice is sometimes seemingly getting more difficult but we've all had those periods of time where our computer works great for years with no problems and then we'll have some random issue out of the blue and we're left running around freaking out trying to figure out what it is so i've organized a list of what i have found to be the most common causes of computer issues or session issues, DAW issues, whatever, in order of likelihood, okay? Now, this is based on my personal experience over the last 15 years or so, so your situation may vary. I'm on a PC. I know many of you out there are on Mac. That's fine. However, I find that many of these still apply to Mac. You know, I work on Macs sometimes, and some of these issues are still very common with those. Like I said, most of these tips should apply to both PC and Mac regardless. I've had my fair share of computer issues over the years. Not many. I mostly use PC Audio Labs computers, which I'm still such a fan of, and I highly recommend them to anybody out there who's a PC user. But I also know how to fix computers. I've grown up using PCs and building PCs and modifying them and upgrading them. So it has never seemed that weird to me, like some of the general maintenance things that to many of you out there might be outside of your realm of capability. That's fine. So in order of likelihood of what is causing the issue on your computer, number one, plugins. So in my experience, plugins are the number one cause of computer issues, of crashes, of weird issues in the computer. We're going to talk a little bit more about how to diagnose that and confirm that. But um, it, I think it's really just that, you know, our DAW is made by one company and our plugins are made by hundreds of companies. And trying to get all those things to play nice with each other is really tricky. And sometimes it's not anybody's fault, per se. You know, sometimes it's like just something that went unnoticed and it's a very specific problem. I have noticed certain bugs that I have reported to these plugin companies that, you know, a PC using Nuendo or Cubase that's the first time they'd ever experienced it. Other times, it's something that was my fault, that I didn't do something properly or I installed something weird or I haven't updated to the latest version. Now, another factor with plugins is how they authorize. So many plugins today use iLock for authorization. And if your iLock is out of date or not working or if, you know, it's broken or something like that, you can have plugin issues as a byproduct of that. Like, I remember for years, I used to have issues with iLock and, you know, 
none of my plugins would suddenly work and everything was going haywire. And then I realized, oh, my iLock software is out of date. I update the software and then magically everything works again. It's really frustrating, but it's the truth. you got to not only look at the plugins, but how they're authorizing. Do they use a separate software for that? Is there a sort of plugin manager that you have to install on your computer, like the Waves License Center, something like that? you got to check those as well. Number two, competing software, services, or processes running in the background while you're trying to do audio work. This is a super common cause of issues, right? People will have all this other software on their computer running. That could be stuff like Dropbox or just being on the internet in general. It could be stuff like antivirus software or if you've got a bunch of other stuff on your computer like games or you've got all these user experience services from graphics cards that are trying to like send updates to their you know there's all these other things that can just be running in the background eating up processing power eating up resources and causing glitches dropouts skipping all kinds of stuff on your computer and that's a huge huge cause of some of this stuff and sometimes it's operating system related Okay, sometimes the operating system is trying to do updates at certain times of the day or it's sending information, trying to get, you know, a better user experience. But you can opt out of most of those services. Number three is a software problem. So this could be out of date or corrupt files. It's really common to have software plugins, virtual instrument stuff that is out of date and it can cause issues when it's very out of date. Number four is driver issues. Now, this one seems to apply more to PC than to Mac. But, you know, if your MIDI keyboard or control surface or interface drivers are out of date, that can cause big problems. If your graphics card drivers are out of date, that can cause big problems. Okay, all these things have to work in concert, and you got to make sure to keep that stuff updated. Now, if this were 10 years ago, I might actually advise the opposite. I, I used to not update things on purpose because it was like one once things worked i thought to myself well man I, I just shouldn't update from here because it's all working now that will work for a while but it causes other problems down the road because you'll realize oh i've missed three upgrades and now i don't get a free upgrade to the latest version or uh, now my operating system is really out of date and I have to buy all this new stuff to keep it up to date. You know, it, it can cause other problems. So I don't recommend that anymore. I recommend keeping your stuff updated. Your operating system, your plugins, your DAW, your virtual instruments, your drivers, try to keep all of that stuff up to date. Number five is operating system issues. Now, I find this to be more common on Mac than PC. I find that Windows tends to be pretty forgiving of new software and things like that. These operating system updates for Windows seem to be pretty subtle, as opposed to a lot of the Apple OS updates. These can be really big changes that will cause Logic or Pro Tools or certain plugins to just not work anymore. We're kind of currently going through one of those changes as I make this episode. People are still trying to get compatibility for the latest OS, and certain things just aren't quite compatible yet. Now, it's coming along but sometimes it can take months and months for that to happen. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Interface problems, number six. This is actually pretty rare in the grand scheme of things, but when it comes to software, drivers, or firmware. Now, firmware, if you're not familiar, is software essentially that's installed on the hardware. So it's kind of an in-between, right? Like software is installed on your computer. Hardware is the actual physical boxes, you know, it has components. 
And firmware is essentially like data that is encoded onto the hardware. And that's most common you'll find with any digital pieces. So certain keyboards or interfaces or things like that. So you have to keep that stuff updated as well. And sometimes they can get buggy or they can get corrupted because of a certain particular combination of commands that happened in a certain order and it gets freaked out and you have to reinstall. We're going to talk about that more later as well. Number seven, again, even more rare, computer hardware issues. Now, this is more common and becomes more common the older your computer is. However, you know, these things still do happen with relatively new computers. Number one being cooling issues, okay? If your fans are not turning on, if your hard drives or your graphics card or your processor or your RAM are getting too hot, they'll start to have issues, okay? A cool computer is a happy computer, whether it's Mac or PC. That's just kind of a rule of the land, right? Now, I find this to actually be really common with video cards, a lot of PC companies, at least in the ones that are building, you know, pro audio PCs, they kind of sleep on the video card. And it's something I've actually brought up to some of them, like with modern DAWs and plugins and all this stuff, like we actually need a much better video card than you may think. And you need one that runs really efficiently and really cool and has really low lag. So that's something to consider. Cooling is very, very important. The second thing, hard drives failing. Now, again, I'm speaking specifically about spinning disk hard drives, not solid state drives. Hard drives fail pretty often, <laughs> uh, at least in my opinion. I mean, they can only last a handful of years of heavy use before they start to slow down, have issues, get glitchy, skip a little bit. I've had some issues with hard drives. Now, thankfully, these days we're mostly working with solid state disks. We're going to talk about those in a second. Number three, graphics card issues. Now, I've found this more commonly on PCs, but graphics cards getting too hot, failing, they're improperly configured. You know, for example, many graphics cards have a setting for low lag or, uh, you know, enhanced sync. And those generally need to be turned on to, to have a really responsive, quick system. Not in every case, but it kind of depends on the setup. In my case, I've had really good luck with AMD graphics cards. I was with NVIDIA for years, and I have found, at least in recent years, that my AMD graphics cards have been much more stable on my system, and I'm on a Windows 10 PC. And the fourth one would be RAM. Now, RAM doesn't generally fail that often, but it's a very sensitive component that works on low voltages, and it can fail. And if you're having a lot of issues with like hard crashes, meaning like your entire system shuts off, you have blue screen of death on a PC, or your system will just randomly turn off. RAM is a decent culprit for that. RAM can cause some pretty weird issues with crashes and, and things like that. Now, thankfully, RAM is pretty cheap. And whether you're on a Mac or a PC, it can be replaced pretty affordably. You know, 100 bucks, 150 bucks, something like that. You can replace the whole kit of RAM. I also get a lot of questions about RAM. I'm just going to briefly touch on that. Some people think they need, you know, 128 gigs of RAM to operate. You know, for most people, you just don't need that much RAM. If you're doing a ton of virtual instruments, okay, probably you need a good amount of RAM, 32 or 64 gigs of RAM. If you're doing just huge, huge sessions, like for film, things like that, where you have thousands of tracks, tons of virtual instruments, okay, you might need 128 gigs of RAM. 
but most people will be fine with 16 or 32 gigs of RAM these days. I have 32 in my computer, and even with huge sessions, I don't even get up to 24. And I'm talking two, 300-track sessions with virtual instruments and tons of edits and playlists, all these things. I don't even get up to 24 gigs of RAM used, okay? So uh, do you really need 64 Probably not. However, if you are doing video editing or really heavy virtual instruments, you know, you probably need 64. But again, you don't need 256 or some crazy number of RAM. It, that's not generally the biggest reason why your computer is laggy or slow or whatever. A lot of times it's your processor, it's your hard drives, it's other things on the computer, how it's configured. But we're going to talk about that more in some other episodes about computer specs, things like that. We'll get there another time. And then lastly on this list, things that are very unlikely to be causing your problems, processor, motherboard, and solid-state disks. These things are very stable and most of the time will last the longest out of anything on your computer. The processor and motherboard and solid-state disks, they're all very efficient parts that even though they can be, you know, things can be problematic, especially with processors and heat, as long as you're properly cooling your processor, it should last you a number of years, five, six, seven years. And it will generally stay pretty fast. You know, again, as long as you keep it cool, it will stay fast and it will work and you won't have tons of issues. Solid state drive, same thing. Most solid state drives will be bench tested at 10 years before they fail. You know, much, much better than hard drives that, you know, I used to replace every couple of years because they'd just get slow, they'd get buggy, they'd get, you know, worn out, and they'd start to have issues. they start to have disk read issues and all kinds of weird things. I'm so glad we're past hard disks. Um, now, I still use hard disks for backup purposes because they're cheap and they're not being used heavily, you know. They are backing up once a night. And then they're not touched the rest of the day. So they don't really get heavy use like reading and writing like from a recording session does. So they'll generally last me very, very long time as opposed to a solid state disc, which I use every single day very heavily. Those last me a very long time under, you know, tons of load. So anyway, that is my list. I'll go back down it one more time. Number one, most likely thing to be causing your issues, plugins. Number two, competing software services or processes in the background. Number three, software problems, meaning like out-of-date software, corrupt software. Number four, driver issues, particularly on PC. Number five, operating system issues, particularly on Mac. Number six, interface problems. Number seven, computer hardware. Number eight, processor, motherboard, solid-state drive. Okay? Now, when it comes to seven and eight, I don't know about your specific situation. Again, the golden rule is keep your stuff cool. Make sure you have adequate cooling on your processor, on your hard drives, on your motherboard, all your whole computer. Just try to keep it as cool as possible. Don't put it in your closet. Don't put it under a bunch of coats or something. You know, you got to have adequate ventilation, good fans. And if the noise of the fans bother you, you can always go to Newegg.com and get new fans for your computer case that are quiet. You can even sort by DBA rating and get really quiet fans. Just keep in mind, the quieter the fan, generally speaking, the less air it moves, right? Now, if you can get a large fan that is also quiet, you'll move a good amount of air while still keeping a low volume. Okay, so that's just a good tip on that. Now, when it comes to trying to diagnose these issues. I have some tips on how to find the problem, okay? First things first, don't freak out. Stay calm, 
take note of the problem. Now, I mean that literally. Type up a Word document and describe exactly what is happening. Take screenshots of any error messages, write down any error codes. The first step to fixing any computer problem is being able to accurately and adequately describe that problem. And again, you have to kind of know the lingo, the difference between something like a crash or a freeze or lagging, things like that. You can't just say, "Mm, everything stops working, right? That's not really helpful to you or anybody online or anybody that you're trying to get help from. If you just say it stops working or everything stops working or I'm having problems, it's like that's not specific enough. You need to describe the problems. You need to learn enough lingo to know at least how to describe what is happening, okay? For example, a friend of mine had a computer issue issue the other day where every 10 seconds in his DAW, his screen would lag. Now, the audio would keep playing, but Pro Tools would lag, and it would the, the clock would literally stop, and then it would catch back up, and it would happen every 10 seconds consistently. And at first, we wondered, is this a graphics card issue? You know, because like maybe it's not actually lagging and his graphics card is not displaying his screen. So he made sure when that happened to see if he could still move his mouse and he couldn't. So the entire screen was lagging, right? It wasn't just Pro Tools. It was everything. The rest of the computer was freezing equally. It wasn't just Pro Tools. So that led us down a path to get further on that issue. Haven't solved it yet. But, uh, you know, still working on it. But we tried it in some other DAWs and the issue was a little bit different, but it was still happening every 10 seconds. So that gives us a clue, right? The more info that you can find on the issue, the better you can describe it, the better you can try to find is it happening at an interval, something like that, the better you can try to find solutions. Step two, I know this sounds like a cliche at this point, or maybe even a joke, but in truth, a lot of problems can be solved by turning your computer off and on again. (laughs) I mean, yes, I watch the IT crowd. I think it's a hilarious show and they make that joke on that show all the time, but it's kind of true. I mean, it's the simplest quick fix that gives the computer a chance to start fresh, clear away some temporary files. Sometimes the computer, the DAW, the interface can just get confused or freaked out because of a certain command or like chain reaction of commands, things that happen in a very particular order in a very particular time frame, and it just needs a reset. I know it seems silly. I know it seems like a cop-out answer. Believe me, we're going to get into some of the better answers, but there have been many problems I've had over the years that you restart your computer and the problem never shows up again. So sometimes it's just an issue that you've had your computer on for too long and it just needs a restart. And maybe there's some process that started up in the background that you accidentally started, you didn't know you started, and that's causing issues. You restart your computer, and it fixes it. So that's probably the first thing I would recommend trying. Before going super deep and freaking out and going on Google, I would check that first. Just try restarting and see if it fixes the problem. Okay, many times it will not. So, (laughs) you know, just be aware of that. Now, number three is check online for quick fixes. But don't go too deep just yet. Okay. Sometimes there are easy, simple, quick fixes for common problems like a setting or a service that you have to disable in order for something to work. Sometimes it's just a preference that you accidentally enabled. You didn't realize you enabled it. Sometimes things are just bugs that were patched in a recent version of software. But don't go too deep on the forums yet because they can lead you down a rabbit hole of very complicated fixes 
that might actually cause more harm than good. They might not apply to your particular system. Okay, so make sure to read very carefully and look for instances where multiple users confirm that this was a fix. Okay, that's a good sign. A lot of times you'll go on these forums and you'll see someone, oh, this worked for me. And then the next comment will say, I tried that. It didn't fix it. Okay. But if you see five people respond, thank you, that fixed it. Thank you. Probably a good chance it might fix it for you. Okay. So, so it's probably a good idea to go check, especially if there's an error code number, just check online, check the forums, see if there's anything, you know, if you're on Pro Tools, check the Avid forums. If you're on Cubase or Nuendo, check the Steinberg forums. You know, you may have to register with some of these to view the post, but you should anyway. It's a good thing. You may find it's an ongoing problem with lots of different users that has not been solved yet. You know, so maybe it's something that is a compatibility issue with your software, your operating system, whatever that has not been fixed. Okay, so be prepared for that. That might happen, right? It might not be a fix. However, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about how to find the issue yourself if you turn up no luck, you turn off your computer, you turn it back on, still problematic, you check the forums, don't really see anything. Now we're going to try to fix it ourselves. So the next step is to retrace your steps, right? What has changed since the last time your computer worked? What software have you installed or uninstalled? Okay, on PC and Mac, you can check your programs list and most likely sort by install date. And uh, you can also check your updates and see your install dates and see what things have installed. You might be surprised to find certain things will install automatically in the background without you knowing. Uh, so it's important to check that stuff and see what has been installed in the last 24 hours or however long it's been and see maybe that's causing the problem. That might give you a clue. Okay, what updates have you installed or maybe that were installed automatically? Or have important updates come out that you haven't installed? Are you using any different plugins or software that you don't normally use? Or using something that you haven't used in a long time? Okay, these are all important things. So check out your session. Look at the plugins you're using. Notice if you're using anything new or different or abnormal, you know, kind of out of the ordinary. Take note of that stuff. Write it down. Okay, it's really important to keep log of all of this stuff. The next step is to then rule out variables so that you can isolate the problem. Some good questions to ask yourself. Does the same problem exist in every session or is it just this one session, right? Are you having an issue in every session you pull up? What about a session from a year ago or just recent sessions or everything? Number two, does the problem persist with all of your plugins removed? Now, this is one of the best ways you can find plugin issues is if you open the session without any plugins or if you open the session and remove all the plugins. Not every DAW has this, but a lot of DAWs have a mode that you can start up the program with all the plugins removed, essentially. And so you can open up a session with no plugins as sort of a diagnostic mode. Uh, Nuendo has this as well. A lot of programs have something kind of like this, but uh, you can also just rename your plugin folder. You can temporarily move it to another place. Try to open up your DAW with no plugins on that particular session. Does the problem still exist? Okay, then if it doesn't, then that might be a clue that it's a plugin. Uh, number three, does the problem persist in every DAW? 
Okay, on my system, I usually have Cubase, Nuendo, Pro Tools, and sometimes a couple others, actually. It kind of depends, but it uh, depends if I'm demoing some others. But uh, it's always nice to have another DAW on your system just to check stuff like this, because then you could rule out the DAW. If it works fine in Pro Tools, but it messes up in Nuendo, then I know it's probably a problem within Nuendo. You know, if I open up the exact same session with the exact same plugins, you know, you might have to do some work to, like, recreate it and bring those same plugins back in. But you could see if you're having the same issue in multiple DAWs. Number four, does the problem persist whether you're online or disconnected from the Internet? Okay, this is a really common problem where certain things will be running in the background, using up Internet resources and causing the computer to skip or lag or have weird dropouts or weird spikes in CPU. You know, that's something to check. It's very easy. Just turn off your Wi-Fi and see if the problem still exists. If it doesn't, you know that something is probably trying to access the Internet in the background. And, you know, it might not be malicious or anything. doesn't mean you have a virus or something. It could just be, you know, sometimes Dropbox will cause issues. And sometimes other programs will be trying to update in the background, right? And you need to try to go in and change the settings to where they won't try to update within normal operating hours, okay? I've gone in and changed most of the settings on as many programs as I could find to only update between, you know, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Most of my sessions run from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and sometimes a bit later than that, but usually by 10 o'clock I'm done. And so after 10 o'clock, th things will update. And at 2 o'clock, when I have that stop, that's when my system will back up to my external hard drive. And then after that, I have a couple of other things that are allowed to update if they need to. But for the most part, I try to do that all in the middle of the night. And then when I come out the next morning, I know that if something is now problematic, it's probably something that updated in the middle of the night. It's another way to help diagnose it is by setting that stuff at a specific time you can know these are the things that changed. Anyway, let's keep going with some of these good questions to ask. Does the problem persist with all other software closed? So if you close things like Dropbox or your antivirus or any internet browsers, you know, Chrome or Internet Explorer, Safari, any of those, if you close out of all of those, you close out of any other program you're not using, does the problem still persist? Does the problem persist with a different interface buffer setting? Okay, that's a simple one that you can fix right now. Okay, some people don't realize that their interface buffer is set to something like 32 samples. And for most of us, that's way too low, especially if working on a big session. 32 samples per buffer is just not big enough. It's going to have glitches and it's going to be buggy. Most of the time you're going to have to do 128 or 256, 512, sometimes even higher if you have a session with a ton of plugins going on. It's just nature of the beast. Um, now, thankfully, interfaces have gotten much lower latency over the years. You know, it used to be that if you had 512 buffer setting, then your latency was going to be huge, you know, 30, 40 milliseconds. But that's gone way down over the years. For me, I usually leave mine at 128 or 256. And it works great, even on big sessions. Now, on my previous interface, I used to have to set it at 512 or even 1024 for big sessions. So, you know, there's improvement there. And my computer has gotten better as well. So just keep in mind, that's a very simple thing you can test to change your buffer settings. As you raise that buffer, your, your system will get more stable, especially in sessions with lots of plugins. Another question to ask, does your problem persist with a different interface? Okay. Now, I have a mobile rig and a separate interface, and I even have a, a, another 
old interface, like I just mentioned, that I could actually test with this computer at any time to see if the problem exists with that interface. That way you could rule out your interface as the problem. Now, for Windows users, this is kind of a little bit of an obscure one, but it's become more common on Windows 10. Does the problem persist if you run the program as administrator, meaning you right-click on the program and, you know, run as administrator? Or what about if you're not running as administrator, okay? I've found that there have been certain issues with that on certain programs where you have to run them as administrator and others where you can't run them as, as administrator or you'll have issues. So make sure you check on that. It's something very easy to test. You're not going to hurt anything by trying it one way or the other. But you will probably notice a couple of differences with each of those. So performing all of these types of experiments, asking these types of questions, will help you rule out some variables and isolate the problem. So hopefully some of those questions got you in the right mindset for the types of things I'm looking for. I'm trying to rule out the DAW. I'm trying to rule out plugins. I'm trying to rule out the internet. I'm trying to rule out my interface. I'm trying to rule out, right? Every single thing in the chain is, is for a purpose. I'm trying to rule out each piece. Divide and conquer. That's the best way to, to find this. Before you start doing anything crazy and changing anything, you first have to rule out other things, simplify the equation, and isolate the problem. Now, once you have found the potential problem, or at least the area that the problem is, like you've said, okay, this is definitely a plug-in problem, don't know specifically what plugin it is, then you have to reduce even further and try to find the specific plugin that's causing the issue. Now, you could just go on a mass updating spree and update every single plugin that you have in the session, but, <laughs> you know, seems a little bit overkill, especially if you have a huge session with hundreds of plugins. One method that I have found that works is to just go through each track and notice how many plugins you're using and open them up and just see if anything's odd. Every now and then you'll open up a plugin and it'll give you a little message that says, you know, you need to update. This is an old version. And in most plugins, you can go in and check out what version it is and just Google and see what the latest version of the plugin is. In other situations, I have found a little trick is to go through and do a save as of your session and go through and delete tracks. And for whatever reason, for me, I have found that if you delete a track, not just disable the plugin, not just bypass it, but if you delete a track and it has a, a corrupted plugin or an out-of-date plugin, every now and then that will cause a crash. Okay, so it's some weird side effect of a plugin being buggy, and when you delete it, kind of hard delete it, it will cause a crash. Now that's just my experience. May not work for you. Sometimes you do have to just go through and update everything. But that's one way that I have found on my system with Nuendo to diagnose a buggy plugin. If I'm getting crashes and I go through and delete a bunch of tracks, and when I delete the track with, you know, Autotune or whatever plugin it is, and then the session crashes, it's probably that. So you got to take note of what's on each track that you're deleting. You know, you delete track one, okay, there's FabFilter and a Waves thing. No problems. You go through track two, you know, no problems. Track three, track four. Track five, oh, that had this particular reverb plug in it, on it, or whatever. And then when I deleted that track, my system crashed, or my DAW crashed, or my session crashed. Maybe that's the problem. So then you can at least try to isolate it as much as possible. Okay, that's one of the ways you can do it. Another way that you can do it, if that doesn't work for you, is just to go through and start the session. I do, I'll sometimes do this by brand. 
right? So if I run the session without any plugins and the problem doesn't exist, then I've said, okay, I know it's a plugin. Then I'll open up the session and I'll take note of all the plugins I have and I'll say, all right, I'm going to do a save of this session, a save as, and I'm going to save it as, you know, song name dash no fab filter. And so I will delete all of the fab filter plugins in the session and I'll open it again. Does it still work? Okay. Uh, well, the problem still exists. So it's probably not fab filter. So I'll just do it by brand, right? Then I'll go through and delete all the UAD plugins or all the Waves plugins or all the whatever. And then by the end, often I'm left with a handful of more obscure plugins that I don't use as often. And you realize, oh, this one is three years out of date. Or, you know, like there was one instance a number of years ago where there was a reverb plugin I won't name. And I used it on a ton of sessions. And one day I just had started having all kinds of computer issues. And I finally traced it back to this one reverb plugin. And I contacted the company. I got the most recent version. I uninstalled it, reinstalled it. I tried everything I could. And I just couldn't get it to work. It just didn't work with my system. And, you know, they admittedly said that they're plugins were, you know, better designed for Mac or whatever. They're, they're Mac people. They test their plugins mostly on Mac and I'm on a PC. And I don't know, I think they just didn't really code it that well for a PC. And so I had to abandon that plugin and I had to pick something else. You know, ultimately it wasn't worth it to me to keep struggling with that. Cause it, you know, if your sessions are crashing, they're unstable, it's just not worth it. And in certain situations, I have found that to be true of certain plugins. They just don't play nice with your DAW, with your computer, with whatever it is. And you got to find something else. You got to find tools that work. It doesn't matter how good they sound. If they don't work on the job, you can't use them. So try to isolate it as best you can. And if you do finally isolate it, then you can probably have pretty good clues as to what to do. You can uninstall it, reinstall it, make sure you're on the latest version most companies these days, there's a download tab right on their website and you can download the latest version right there. It's pretty easy. Now, I should say this about plugins. It should go without saying at this point, but it needs to be said. If you're using hacked or cracked plugins on your system, there's a good chance you're going to have problems. Aside from the whole moral issue, yes, it is wrong. You're stealing from these companies you're only hurting your own industry by doing this, right? Like we want these companies to be around. We want them to keep making software. We want them to have the money to expand and improve their products. And if you're using cracked plugins, you know, you're just hurting them, right? Please don't do that, okay? Aside from that, cracked plugins are often very buggy. They can install other crap on your system that is not good, potentially even like viruses or spyware and things like that. But a lot of times they're just really buggy. They have issues. They're, they've gone through a lot of weird workarounds to make them authorized and stuff. And so you're very likely to have issues if you're installing them. You know, when I first started, I had some bundle of cracked plugins. And I remember after installing it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Ha ha ha. I got all these free plugins. And within, geez, a number of days, I started having all these issues I had a virus on my computer. It's basically the, the short version. And uh, so these cracked plugins ended up having the last laugh. And I ended up buying the plugins and had to reinstall my whole system. It was a nightmare. So that was my experience with cracked plugins. Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. So please don't do that. It's, you know, obviously it's against the law, but, you know, it's just not good, man. It's just not morally right. You know, you shouldn't feel good about it. Making money with stolen software. I mean, come on, grow up. Anyway. 
got that out of my system. I just had to say that. I don't think I've ever really talked about that on the podcast before. So I just feel like I should, you know what I mean? I feel like I should buy the stuff, right? Especially if you're making money from it, buy the stuff, support these companies, right? Help them out, help them make better stuff in the future. Anyway, once you have isolated the problem, or at least what you think is the problem, the trick is to now figure out how to fix it, right? So if the problem is a plugin, as we've talked about, there's probably a good chance that something is out of date or needs to be reinstalled, whatever that may be. If the problem is with your interface, there's a good chance you need to update drivers or firmware or software. If the problem's with your DAW, there's a good chance you need to update to the most recent version or reinstall from scratch. I think you're kind of seeing a trend here. I mean, <laughs> most common practice for fixing a lot of these problems is updating to the most recent version or reinstalling from scratch. Now, many, many times the problem is more obscure. Now, this is when I would take to the forums and start looking for answers. Now that you have a lot of good, specific information, you've asked good questions, you've tried to isolate the problem, and you can have a better grasp on what is actually happening. You can say, I think it's a plugin issue. I think it's with these maybe two or three plugins. What can I do? You can ask for help. You know, it's a good idea to do as much of this as you can before going to the forums and start doing the deep dive. If you still can't isolate it, you know, the forums can be a good place to help you get some ideas. It's a good idea to check the forums for your DAW specifically as a good starting place. But again, just take all the replies with a grain of salt. Don't just go slashing away at your computer problems. Go into your registry and start editing all these very deep, obscure settings with all these other fixes that people have posted. You know, I highly recommend posting about your specific issue and just being patient with the replies. There are a lot of people who have experienced similar computer issues that might be able to help you. And again, the better information that you have to give them, the better they can help you. I obviously can't help you diagnose every single computer problem on this one podcast, but hopefully it's given you some questions to ask yourself to help you isolate the problem and better understand what it could be. So a quick case study of a problem that was not plug-in or DAW or interface related. On my computer, when I first got this new computer, I had an issue where I was having a regular interval problem. So it was happening every minute or so. I would get a spike in CPU usage and it would just happen for a moment. And this wasn't a problem until I started having sessions that had a lot of plugins because then it would max out. At first, when I had no plugins in my session, it was fine. So at first you might think that it was a plugin issue, right? Because, oh, look at all these plugins and, you know, it's spiking. And it would happen regularly. That's one of the ways that I knew it probably wasn't a plugin. And I isolated it. I did the whole method. I checked out every plugin and I never had an issue. It was only when I got to a lot of plugins in my session that my CPU was starting to get pretty highly taxed and it eventually wound up being like, you know, hitting 100% every five seconds or something like that or every 10 seconds or 15 seconds. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it would happen regularly at regular intervals. And so I'm on a PC. And so one thing that I did to help find this issue was look through something called Event Viewer. Now, if you're not familiar with that, that's something on a Windows operating system that allows you to look at all kinds of events that happen. And that could be like this service started or this program launched or this. I mean, almost anything that happens on your computer might be logged on Event Viewer. And you can go through and look at the most recent logs. And what I found is there was a certain service that was initiating every, you know, 30 seconds or whatever it was. And it was kept trying to initiate. 
And I did some Googling on that service and realized, oh, I don't even need that. It's something I can just disable. So I disabled the service and the problem was fixed, right? So that's just an example of sometimes you can get fooled. Something might appear to be a plugin issue, but it actually could be something on your operating system causing that issue in the background that only manifests itself in a session with a lot of plugins. So even though earlier when I said, you know, test the session without any plugins, that can sometimes be a little misleading as well. So I just wanted to be fair and bring up that story as an example that sometimes the issue is actually caused only when your computer is taxed. You know, and that could be something with your video card or with a service in the background, with antivirus software, with Dropbox, with any of these other things happening in the background. Another thing I really wanted to mention is that both Mac and PC, uh, they'll, there are websites and forums and things like that that have a bunch of different recommendations for how to set up your computer for the best audio performance. I highly recommend checking out a lot of those, especially if you're on a PC because they're so highly configurable. There are so many things that you can do to stop various background services that are just wasting space and wasting energy, not really even necessary. And you can go to these websites and they have these guides and you can go through and they will show you what services to turn off, what things to enable, what settings to check to help get your computer at the maximum performance setting possible for audio production. Some of these are things like, you know, making sure your hard drives don't go to sleep after a certain number of time, <laughs> you know, right? That's really important for working on audio. We want to make sure our computers are always working, you know, not shutting off a hard drive because what can happen is if you're working on a session, let's say you have virtual instruments and those libraries are on another hard drive. If you don't play the session for a little bit, if you go to lunch with the band and then come back and play the session, that hard drive might go to sleep. And the only way to wake it back up is to open it up. So you have to go into Explorer and open it up. It's little weird things like that, but you can disable that. I've disabled that on my computer, so my hard drives never, quote, go to sleep. They do these as energy-saving features and things like that, and that's great. You know, we all love the environment, but at the same time, our computers are not using that much power in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> you know, so it's okay. Go ahead. Make sure your hard drives don't go to sleep, right? It makes your life much easier. So just wanted to bring that up. Make sure to go check out those computer optimization articles. Sweetwater usually puts them out. There are a lot of others out there. If you have any, you know, things you have to ask me about PC specifically, I can probably help you. Just send me an email. Now, I want to give you some tips going forward that might help you in the future against some problematic issues as well as dealing with issues further. Number one, keep a log of any and all computer issues and how you fix them. It's one of the best things that I've ever done is early on when I first started and I was building a lot of my computers and I didn't really know what I was doing back then, I had a lot of computer issues and most of them were super simple fixes that I just didn't understand. And I kept a log of how I fixed them. And through the years, that persisted. And to this day, I still keep that same log. Everything back to Nuendo version 3 or something like that, I still have logs from back then about, oh, this plugin had an issue. And so I have a record of every computer problem I've ever had and how I fixed it. Some of them very, very simple fixes that I can write down in, you know, half a paragraph and others very complicated that I document with screenshots and step-by-step -step instructions. And some of them I've shared online because, you know, people didn't know how to fix them. So I highly recommend keeping a log, 
get a Word document, put it on your computer, and take note of all these things. Because if an issue ever shows back up again, and sometimes they will, you'll know how to fix them. Number two, regularly check for updates on your software, your plugins, your interface drivers, and firmware. Put it on your calendar if you have to. I try to check for this stuff once a month, and I try to just make sure. Now, uh, some people say, oh, you know, if you just subscribe to the emails from these companies, they'll email you when they have updates. I don't like to do that because there are hundreds of plugin companies that I use. And if you include all the software and the virtual instruments and all that, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get dozens of emails every day from these companies. So I unsubscribe from many of those. <laughs> so I just put it on my calendar, you know, first week of the month, I check for updates. And usually there's something, you know, usually it's a plugin or maybe it's a software update from Nuendo. Maybe it's an interface driver. Maybe it's a video card driver. Maybe it's a virtual instrument. Many of these companies like Arturia or Native Instruments have their own sort of software manager and you can open them up on your computer, click one button, and it will check for updates on everything and install them automatically. Super, super easy. I really love that about Native Instruments and Arturia. They both have that down, and it makes it so easy. You can just hit update, and it will do all of that in the background. You can send some emails, go check Facebook, whatever you want to do, and it will update that stuff in the background. You don't have to do anything else, right? It's great. Waves can be pretty similar. Sometimes you have to do a little bit, you know, whatever. UAD, most of these programs, you just go to their website, you download the latest version, you install it. It probably takes longer to download most of them than it does to actually install it. Doesn't take that much work. Probably worth doing for a day. You know what I mean? Take one day out of the month, just one, and just make sure your computer's in top shape. I mean, after all, the computer is kind of the new console. You know, it's kind of the new centerpiece of the studio. So it's got to be working. You've got to make sure it's maintained. You cannot have downtime, you know? Number three, when reinstalling software. So if, you, if you've found some big bug and you're just going to reinstall, I highly recommend doing what's called a clean install or a clean reinstall, right? This is something that PC people are familiar with, but I'm not as sure if Mac people are as familiar with this. Basically, that means uninstalling the software or the driver, whatever it is, and hunting through your computer and removing every trace of it on your system. So that could be other files or folders or registry keys. It can take a little bit of work, but many times these days, software will leave quite a few files on your system after it has been uninstalled. And that's pretty frustrating, but it's the reality. And the idea is that if you one day decide to reinstall, your settings and preferences from before will be saved However, sometimes it's the settings and preferences that are causing the issue. So you might have to do some digging on your system to make sure things are really uninstalled and, I mean, totally off your computer. You know, if you're paranoid about deleting files, you can always just move the folders or files to a new location and just remember where they go. You know, put a little Word document in there that says where they go. Uh, but chances are you probably won't need those files again. You know, when you install it, it'll recreate all these files for you. Now, there are certain pieces of software like video card drivers that they have certain programs, one called DDU, for example, that will do the clean reinstall for you. It will automatically detect all of those files and delete them for you and do a clean reinstall so that your computer doesn't get confused. And then you can do a total clean reinstall of your graphics card or whatever it may be. Number four, do your research before updating your operating system. Now, 
I've talked about it this whole podcast about keeping stuff up to date, keeping stuff up to date. The one place, especially on a Mac, where this can be a little bit of a catch is updating your operating system. Because every now and then, especially with the last couple of releases of Apple, it seems, the operating system can cause weird issues with software and plugins where stuff just won't work, right? Where these other companies will just be like surprised by the news, like, oh, hey, here's a new operating system. And people will download it. And these plugin companies haven't even had a chance to like update their stuff. It's really frustrating, to be honest. I haven't noticed that issue as much on Windows for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's just the way that they do updates is different. I'm not really sure. I know that on Windows, you know, like big versions of Windows, like Windows 7, Windows 10, like all these big versions, they're much fewer and far farther between, even though Windows does sort of micro updates a few times a week. I don't know exactly what that's about, but it seems to be a reality. So make sure before you do any major operating system updates, especially on a Mac, you take some time, you go online, you check out the audio forums or the Facebook groups or whatever, and just ask around, is anybody having issues with the latest OS? And chances are there will be some issues. So when it comes to operating systems, I highly recommend waiting a little bit. That could be a month, a couple of months in this most recent issue that we've had with Mac, sometimes even longer before stuff can get compatible. And you want to make sure and check out the plugin companies that you use or the software companies that you use and check out their compatibility page and make sure that their stuff is compatible. And many of them will say, this is not yet compatible with Catalina or whatever version of your OS that it is. Okay, so don't get overzealous and just immediately update, you know, and some PC people, uh, we've kind of known that for a long time, like you don't always want to update to the most recent version of whatever it is. You want to skip a version. You know, some people live by that rule. I don't necessarily live by that rule, but, you know, it's kind of a common thing. If there's something brand new, there's probably going to be issues with it. So just wait a little bit, you know, give it a month, let them release a patch or something like that in case there are issues. A lot of times these people will release beta drivers or beta versions of the software for people to test out for this purpose. But Apple doesn't really seem to do that on a public level. So I think often there are issues with their operating systems. You know, they're fine on their own, but with audio software and with all these plugin companies, there's just almost no chance everything is going to be compatible. So just be patient with that. Number five, keep regular backups and system restore files. Okay, in case you screw something up, you can restore to a previous date. In some situations, a problem will just show up out of nowhere and you try everything you can and the only option is to restore to a previous date. This is especially important if you notice that your computer is working really well and really smoothly and everything's functioning as it should. Go ahead and do a full backup and set a restore point. It's probably a good idea to do. That way you can at least restore to that point if something were to go wrong from there. This is another reason why I separate my audio files. We're going to talk about that in a second, you know, on a separate drive. But number six, have a spare rig in case of emergencies. And what I mean is like a spare computer, a spare interface, the bare minimum essentials to be able to work, open up a session, you know, finish a session, whatever it may be. I have a mobile rig that I use for certain things, for acoustics things, for recording on location. 
and I've got my laptop, and if I need it, I can open up that computer and finish a session if I had to. I've got Nuendo installed. I've got Pro Tools installed. I've got my interface installed. I can just plug into my patch bay, plug into my uh, USB hub, which has my keyboard and mouse, hook into my screen, and I could finish the session on my laptop if I had to. Now, I don't have every single plugin I own on that system, so, you know, if I was trying to finish a mix, that might be a little tricky, but if I was just recording, you know, doing drum recording or overdubs or whatever, I could definitely finish the session on my laptop if I had to. Number seven, when in doubt, it's good practice to reserve your studio computer for only studio stuff. So keep as many personal documents, work stuff, games, and other unnecessary stuff off of that computer. In general, it's also kind of a good idea to keep your studio computer off of the internet. Now, Obviously, these days, that recommendation is kind of fizzling out because so many things require the internet to to authorize or to update or to, you know, you almost have to now. So these days, I don't recommend people like just don't have Wi-Fi on their computer or don't have an internet port of some kind. You know, I don't recommend that anymore. But I do recommend that if you're not using the internet, just turn it off. It's not going to hurt. You know, you're not going to lose anything. Stuff isn't going to update and waste resources in the background. You know what I mean? When the session's over, turn it back on, update what you need to update, get online, upload the files you need to, do whatever. But if you're not using it, you might as well just turn it off. In fact, I make a regular habit out of that. When the session starts, I just turn off the internet. You know, if I need to look up something on my phone, I will. If I need to send an email or, you know, whatever, I'll turn it back on and send an email. But for the most part, I just leave the internet off. It just is an extra barrier of protection against something trying to update in the background or something trying to, you know, use resources unnecessarily in the middle of a session. I have had issues where I've had dropouts and it was because, you know, somebody sent me something on Dropbox and my computer was trying to download a two gigabyte file in the middle of a vocal take and my computer freaked out for a second, right? And so I lost part of a take. That's not fun when that happens. So, I just turn my internet off during sessions most of the time. And it's also, you know, just a way to prevent distractions. Number eight, it's a good idea to keep your computer well-organized and keep well-organized audio folders on a separate drive that are subdivided by song. Don't just put everything into one big folder and call it music, you know? (laughs) So here are some tips in that regard. First things first, like I said, I put all of my audio projects on a dedicated drive that is not my main system drive. I live and die by that rule, okay? If I ever have a crash or some sort of catastrophic failure or a virus or who knows what, at least I know that my audio projects are going to be safe because they're on their own drive. Nothing about my operating system is on that drive, right? So basically every all my programs are installed on my main system drive and I have a separate audio drive for just audio projects. I have a separate drive just for data. So this is like contracts and my uh, accounting stuff for my business. Um, where I have like logos and photos for my studio and podcast stuff. I keep my music in those folders, you know, just more personal documents, but, you know, nothing super personal, <laughs> mostly still business documents. And then I have another drive for uh, samples and virtual instruments. So pretty much all of my stuff, my really valuable stuff, is on separate drives. The only thing that is on my main system drive is the installations. So worst came to worst, nothing of value is really lost. I can just download that stuff and reinstall it. So I think that's good practice, but 
Regardless, on your audio drive, I organize everything by artist. So I have different folders labeled by artist. Within each artist folder, I have those subfolders organized by project. So, you know, 2021 album or whatever that may be. Within each project folder, I have everything organized by song. And within each song folder, that's where the sessions and the audio files go. I very, very rarely will do multiple songs in a single session unless it's maybe like a live project of some kind, like from a show, you know. But even then, I usually split out the songs. So I hope all of these tips, these questions, these considerations, these you know thought experiments have given you things to consider about tracking down computer problems. I know I probably didn't tackle everything there is to know about computer problems. You know, I'm not the end-all be-all on the subject, but I have dealt with my fair share of them. And the best thing that you can do is try to track down the problem, isolate it, remove variables, and understand what it is that you can do to help fix it. Like I said, there are lots of good resources on the internet, lots of very helpful people on forums. Sometimes the issues are just a preference that you selected that you didn't realize that's how the program operated. You know, sometimes it's something simple like that. Other times it's something really deep and obscure that you might not be able to fix. There have been some situations where, you know, I had a computer that just kept having issues, kept having issues, and I just had to buy a new computer. And thankfully on those computers, it didn't have the issue. When I finally got to a PC Audio Labs computer, didn't have the issue. <laughs> so, you know, I had to admit my defeat on some of my early computers that I built that uh, maybe I just screwed something up when I built this. I didn't do something right, didn't configure something correctly. So anyway, my point is they can be really frustrating. They can stop a session in its tracks. I understand it's really hard. A lot of times if I have a computer issue, I will stay up all night until it's fixed because I can't have downtime. So it's really tough, you know, like my wife knows, like if I tell her at dinner, like uh, I'm dealing with some computer issues, she knows uh, he might not be coming to bed tonight. He might be out in the studio all night, you know, <laughs> because it's true. I, I really have to fix that stuff. So I've gotten pretty adept at trying to track this stuff down as efficiently and quickly as possible. And hopefully some of these tips will help you do the same. So uh, good luck. If you have issues, feel free to email me. I'll try to help however I can. But make sure you go through this guide and try to track down some of these problems on your own, at least so you can isolate it and maybe get a better idea of what it might be. So with all of that, you can send me an email, recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. Please consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Go to patreon.com slash recordinglounge to find out more. You can get access to special exclusive episodes that are only for supporters. And uh, that's a really cool quick tip series uh, that you can learn a lot of extra little nuggets of information on that. Thanks again to all of my Patreon supporters. And make sure you check out youtube.com slash recording lounge and recordinglounge podcast.com. I will talk to you next time.